In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. Or should I say, happy Thanksgiving. Hell yeah. So, um, Jack, I'm with you today. My number one co-host. How's it all going? I'm good. It's, it's good to see you again. Uh, it's been a long time since yesterday. So, uh, hey, it's always good to see your face. Excellent. And we have got a wonderful guest, a guest that I've wanted to get on from day one. John Colosimo. John, did I say that correct? You did. Well done. <laughs> Excellent, John. And John, where are you in the world at the moment? I just arrived in Cleveland about 20 minutes ago, so I'm here to spend the uh, holidays with my family and catch the uh, Ohio State game and the Browns game on Sunday. Excellent. And uh, where have you traveled from? Uh, Maryland. Right now I live kind of right in between uh, Washington, D.C. and uh, Baltimore. So uh, that's where I work and live for now. So about a six-hour hike. Okay, great. Are you going to go to the Ravens game? At the end of the season? Yeah. Yes, actually, uh, uh, Josh, uh, Josh Finney, who I do the podcast with, uh, he just bought tickets yesterday, so we'll be there. I've been looking at the flights to fly over, and I may need a lift from the airport. Can you help? I live 10 minutes from the airport. I can definitely help. Okay, cool. All right, <laughs> excellent. Um, so first of all, John, real quickly, why are you a Browns fan? Why am I a Browns fan? Uh, well... <laughs> my whole family has been Browns fans my whole life, um, but I didn't really become a Browns fan until I was about 20. That's an article that I just wrote for Waiting for Next Year um, about my story and how I was a Green Bay Packers fan growing up. And, uh, but, uh, you know, eventually it just kept tugging at my sleeve and tugging at my sleeve, and I finally uh, turned in my Green Bay card and uh, started wearing the orange and brown. Okay, but I love it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, but I love it. You know, it's the hometown and there's just no way of getting around that. Cleveland is kind of in your bones when you're from here. So that's the way it goes. Okay, great. So you're happy when uh, Hyde, um, uh, Alonzo came and all, that, all the back staff team came from the uh, Green Bay? Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I loved Brett Favre growing up and when, it was, when that was done, it was done. But yeah, Alonzo coming over, that's our high quality executive. So it's nice to have some smart people in the room. Uh, so it's not just one person's vision going on in, in the organization. I think that's going to do great things. I think it already did great things when it came to looking for the right quarterback to draft. So Wolf and, and Highsmith, I think that those were quality hires and hope we get to keep them for, uh, for a long time here. Yeah, excellent. Okay, great. Well, my first question is, um, I've booked a table for three people and you can bring one of the staff from the Browns and anyone else in the world. Who would you yeah. uh, tell? This was an interesting one to me. I had to think about this for a while. And uh, I think I'd bring in Kitchens. Kitchens seems like a great guy and uh, would be fun to have at dinner. And then the other one is Jeff Bridges. <laughs> if you ever seen the Big Lebowski, I'm a huge fan. And, yeah, okay. uh, he, he's basically the dude in person, it looks like. so. <laughs> 
that would be a that'd be a fun meal. Jack, who would you take, by the way? Me? Um Yeah. I think I've got to go and take uh, Sam Monson and uh, go to the same meal with him. Of uh, take in-house John Dorsey, bring Sashi Brown together, and see what happens. Because uh, <laughs> that, that would just be the best meal ever. <laughs> All right, excellent. Hold on, um, what about you, Paul? You can't just jump onto the next thing without uh, answering that. Who would I take? Uh, Brown's organisation. Probably be Baker Mayfield. No, it's staff member, mate. Oh, what? So I can't say a player? No. That's ruined everything. Um... <laughs> It'd be Nathan Zagura and Bo Bishop. I know what you are. Fanboy. No, that's not very nice, mate. I've already met them. I haven't eaten with them, but I've met with them. I'd probably go with Greg Williams. And... David Brent from The Office. <laughs> now, that would be interesting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, okay, good. And, uh, John, what film would you say best describes the Brown Stevens season so far? This one is also a hard one. I had to think, uh, just searching through movie titles in my head. I think that right now, I don't know if we have quite the characters to flesh this out, but a little bit of major league going on right now where we're a poor team with uh, some in-house people doing uh, things to stop us from winning early. So, uh, and then we're turning the season around. So maybe we'll, uh, we'll end this one like major league did and head to the playoffs. But That'd be awesome. Jack, I'm not going to ask you so you're saved. Okay, mate. I was going to say, cause I hadn't even thought. <laughs> Come on, mate, do some prep before the show in the future, thanks. It's not, it's not a question <laughs> I'm going to get asked. <laughs> and, John, tell us, what body part are you willing to give up for the Browns to win the Super Bowl? Well, you know, I'm pretty fond of my body parts, actually, so <laughs> I don't really want to give too much up, uh, even for the Browns Super Bowl, because I think it's coming anyway. But uh, I, c- I could spare uh, the small toes. I don't think they do much. So uh, if it was going to be some body parts, I could give you both of those. Well, John, I was hoping that, like, you've made that move from the uh, Green Bay to the Browns. I was hoping, like, a big, big, big claim from you just to prove how much of a Browns fan you are. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I need both arms. Uh, you know, I need my legs, and I certainly uh, need my other appendages. So. <laughs> <laughs> I and, think it's uh, coming anyway. <laughs> Green Bay versus the Browns at a Super Bowl. Who do you want to win? Oh, there's no question. I mean, my Green Bay fandom is gone done I mean you know I didn't even celebrate their uh, Super Bowl victory with Rodgers um, you know once it was done it was done so I'm Browns through and through excellent is that your dad next to you <laughs> it is yes <laughs> can we ask can we ask your dad uh, what body part he's willing to give up for the Browns for the Super Bowl sure Jeff they want to know what body part you would give up for the Browns to win the Super Bowl <laughs> I'm 56 years old pick the part <laughs> I think they like you. <laughs> yeah. John, move over. Get your dad on. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking, John. <laughs> Hi, John's dad. He says, "What's up from the UK? How you doing? I'm good, thank you." So, um, so tell us, you're a big, big Browns fan, yeah? 
Oh, uh, he can't hear us because I have my uh, headphones. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to read his lips. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we'll get we'll get John's dad on another time. But okay, great. So, um, big big game coming up on Monday. We've got the uh, Bengals. Obviously, Hugh Jackson's a real big talking point at the moment. But who do you think will be uh, left tackle playing on uh, Sunday? I think they're probably going to stick with, uh, with Greg there. Um, I, you know, I think that there could be some shuffling as the year goes on, but in Harrison's last start, it wasn't just that he wasn't playing very, very well. Um, and schematically we're not, we weren't doing a, a ton to help our tackles out at that time, uh, but he was just not in it mentally. So I don't know that they're going to stick him back out there. Now that Greg's put a couple of decent uh, games on film uh, right now, they're, I think Freddie's doing a really good job of like hiding the tackles in the passing game right now. So, And um, what do you think? Do you think we definitely need a uh, left tackle first, first round in next year draft? That would, I would be highly focused on that. I don't think that the left tackle of the future is on the team. I know Nathan loves him some Harrison. But. Yeah. Jack, what's your view? Do you think we need a left tackle um, in the first round of the draft? We, we need one. The trouble is, will one be there? Um, and that, that's the trouble with winning games. You ruins your draft picks, um, which is uh, something we haven't had for a while. So uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's one where if the right player's there and someone they feel can be that left tackle, then you take them 100%. Um, but if it's not there, what are we going to do? For me, I keep Robinson in. I think he's been serviceable. Um, where Baker Mayfield's um, just for Kitchens there, throwing the ball 0.3 seconds quicker, and that might seem like a small amount. It makes a massive impact on uh, how long they've got a block for. So, uh, yeah, uh, but I could easily see Robinson as our right tackle of the future. And then Harrison as the swing tackle, and Hubbard's time might be done. Well, Jack, keep them hot takes to the end of the show, please, mate. <laughs> I'll, I'll fire hot takes. I just can't, I can't control it. Okay, excellent. Um, all right, good. And um, Browns uh, uh, pro bowlers. What do you think's done uh, well enough so far? We've still got six games left. Um, but yeah, ask you first, John. Um, what players do you think uh, are out there for um, the Browns to they're going to get to the suit, uh, the Pro Bowl? Well, kind of ignoring the you know, the other players there, the guys who I think that are playing at a Pro Bowl level are probably Schobert, Chubb, uh, Garrett, and Randall. And maybe on the fence would be Ward and Ogajobi. Yeah. You don't think Ward's done enough to get on the Pro Bowl level yet? Stiff competition. Um, I think he's close, um, you know, but the last couple of weeks has been pretty quiet. Um, uh, he missed a little bit uh, of time, not much at all, but uh, certainly a lot less than Schobert did. But uh, maybe. I mean, definitely started on fire at the beginning of the season, so, and he's been playing well. But I don't know Pro Bowl. Others might disagree with me there. Jack, your views? So I've got, I think, Garrett and Schobert go. Um, then the other names I've got is Petonio and Zeitler. I think while they're not favourites, they could sneak in there with solid performances for the rest of the season. Um, Randall, I think sort of good shot if he can come back to form as he moves back to safety. Um, and Ward, yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence. Um, the earlier in the season was better than he is now. Um, Chubb, I think recency bias will give him a help in the voting that happens now. 
Um, does he deserve it? Not at the moment because he's done it for two, three weeks. But obviously, the start of the season, he wasn't even really playing. Um, Tretter had a better start than he's got now. Ogunjobi, maybe if he can make some moves. And the one that I want to throw out there, a bit different, Brendan Colquitt, I think he might make a Pro Bowl. Ooh, another hot take from you, Jack. <laughs> I, I love a punter. I might slag them punters and kickers and running backs off, but uh, Brendan Colquitt's top lad. Do you think Avery could squeeze in there at all? Not a chance. Nah, unless he, yeah, steps it up pretty big in these last uh, six games. But uh, maybe earlier in the year, it looked like he was trending, but, uh, you know, he's had a rough time in coverage. So, uh, pretty quiet last couple of games, I think. All right, great. Yeah, I think uh, myself, uh, Schobert, Garrett, Ward will squeeze. I think Ward will squeeze in there, and potentially uh, Randall. Yeah. Um, we got six games left. John, where do you think? Um, yeah, how many of them games do you think we're going to win? You know, a lot depends on what we see this Sunday. You know, we've got two games against Cincy, so um, what we see, and this one's in Cincinnati, which has been a difficult place for us to go. So if we come out with a win, I, I think that's trending pretty pretty well for us. But I think between, I think at least three wins, I think we get uh, coming down the stretch with a possibility for four. Okay, Jack, your view? Yeah, I went with. I wrote 3.5, but I'm, I'm feeling more full because I want to be positive. Um, I think we definitely win Broncos away and Bengals at home. Um, I think we lose Panthers. Um, I just think, I think they're a really good team. And then I reckon two out of the next three we win. Uh, two out of the other three. So Bengals away, Ravens away, and Texans away. I think we win two of them. And I don't think – I think Texans, if I look out of them three, is probably the one I favour most will win um, because that O-line is awful. That's um, true. So if you can batter um, that O-line, just Sean Watson on his ass, he's not going to be able to do anything. So uh, most people look at that and go, that's probably our hardest game. I don't think it is. Against the Panthers is good news. We've got uh, Terrence um, money boy uh, Mitchell back. That yeah, that's be, fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's really good news. I hope his I hope his injury doesn't affect him at all. Yeah, yeah go on, Jack. Um, it'll be one of them games that Cam Newton is a horrendously inaccurate quarterback. Um, obviously, he's got massive danger from his run game, and that's something we need to make sure we shut down. But yeah, we need all the best cornerbacks and coverage and DBs we can because fingers crossed, he's going to throw up balls you can catch. Jack, you've, you've come on the show before saying that we could win all six of them games. Was that just for you drunk or do you think it really could happen? I, I, I said, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Greg Williams needs to win five or six ah. of them to have a shot at keeping his job. Um, we, we definitely can win all six. Um, we've proved all this season. We went up against the Saints and nearly beat the Saints. And I would say probably based on today, they are the favourite to win the Super Bowl. Um, in my eyes so I think there's no reason we can't win these games um, will we? that's another question so that's why I say three and a half four that'll do the job um, if we win five then we might make the playoffs you heard it here first John Jack's hot takes come in three <laughs> I've got more than three James, mate 
<laughs> two more, yeah, yeah. Um, John, what's your prediction um, on the division? We're two wins away from the Ravens and the Bengals, and I think the Steelers are uncatchable now. Yeah, it should be interesting down the stretch to see how Baltimore moves forward with uh, Flacco. Is he gonna is he gonna get healthy and be put back in the lineup? You know, at five and five, they're right there to make a push for that last wild card. Uh, and John Harbaugh's got to make the probably got to make the playoffs to save his job the way they're reporting on it. So um, I'm sure that they they're going to be tough to top as well. Um, if, I think essentially these games against the Bengals are going to decide which of us ends up in the cellar this year. So I think, you know, we've, we've got a good shot to not be in last place for one year. Yeah, so you think we're going to finish last? No, I think we'll finish third. I do. Third? Jack, where do you think we finish? I think we'll know after this Bengals game. I think if we beat the Bengals, then we can do the double over the Bengals and we'll probably finish above them. If we lose this first game, we'll finish uh, fourth. Um, But that could be all right. Um, The crazy thing is, since the last collective bargaining agreement, I'm going to get a little bit nerdy here, the division that sent the most teams to the playoffs in the entire NFL out of all eight divisions is our division. So um, it's got a history of making um, the wildcard runs. So... I, I think um, if we beat the Bengals, we'll finish third. If we lose the Bengals, we finish fourth. So you don't think um, we're going to finish second? Mm, I would like to say we're going to win five or six of these games, but I'm not going to say it's likely. We can finish second. Will we? Who knows? And Jack, how do you feel? We're ninth in the draft, I believe, at the moment. We finish second. We draft around, what, 20, 25, 26? Mm, if we don't make the playoffs, then that rules out the top 12. So we'd be drafting yeah, maybe 20 or uh, 19 yeah. or lower. Um, DVOA, according to Football Outsiders, has got a chance of making the playoffs. Still at 0.6%. We didn't actually change <laughs> him over on a buy. Um, so I thought it was 0.8, Jack. Uh, it was 0.8. Uh, about just over a week ago, um, after the calculation of, I think it was the Monday night game um, of that week, it moved down 0.2. Um, so, no, I reckon, hey, who knows what's going to happen, but I'd rather just win games now. Um, the only time that I want to tank and lose games is when you're trying to get that quarterback because there's no interest in actually winning games is a bad thing if you're trying to get a quarterback in the draft. In all honesty, the difference between 8th and 12th or 8th and 15th. It's, it's nicer to be higher pick and a left tackle is important, but it's not the end of the world. What about you, John? Yeah, no, I think uh, this is one year. I'm a draft junkie. I love the draft. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about pro football. Uh, but this is one year where I am not concerned whatsoever about where we end up. You know, I think that uh, – finishing this game or this season as positively as we can playing as well as we can means more than being up a few spots to, uh, to snag somebody. So uh, I'm all for as many wins as we can get, even if it doesn't mean the playoffs. Yeah, John, I think that's a great uh, attitude. I'm a, I'm on that as well. Uh, yeah. Who cares about a few draft positions? Uh, we're not going to draft first this year. So uh and it'll help with uh, free agency. At the end of the day, lots of free agency is just money. It doesn't actually matter that much in my eyes. But if you can offer winning football, 
um, we don't have to pay silly big contracts to some players that uh, we unfortunately did one. The rest of them, yeah, we actually got good deals. 28 and younger and team friendly in most ways. So fingers crossed we can add a few more of them style of free agents. We might go for one big name, but who knows what's out there. So, John, you're a draft uh, junkie. What, um, who would be your first uh, four picks then? So round one, round two, and then two in the third rounds. This year. And, and you position? don't need to go name at this point. It's, it's more what positions are you looking for? Obviously, it all varies on the time, but uh, yeah, discount talent basically. Right. Okay. Good, because that's that's where I was wanting to go with this anyway. Um, I think those uh, those first two picks, uh, I'm looking for a left tackle and a defensive tackle. I don't know, wh- you know, whether which one would be the first rounder, which one would be the second, based on who's available. But uh, I think those are those are big needs, and I think that uh, the defensive line talent in this draft is great. So I think we got a great shot at getting a very good. Uh, defensive tackle in the second round, if that's the way it works out. Um, the, I think, I think wide receiver uh, is a great spot to look. And that third and fourth round, there's always you know some good players in those ranges. Um, so I'd like to see them add at least another wide receiver to the room, if not two. And then um, you know, other than that, I think we're always looking for more corners, right? I mean, especially the way this league is going. Uh, the way that this is trending, I don't think you can have enough DBs. So give me, give me another DB. It, it seems to be a growing consensus everywhere. And um, there's not many people I've spoke to that even the draft pundits that aren't Browns fans, it's left tackle, it's wide receiver, it's D-line and it's cornerback. For me, a DT if they're there, but if not, I wouldn't be opposed to getting a defensive end, putting an extra 10, 15, 20 pounds on Ogba and flipping him inside. I think he could Good be point. a fantastic three-tech in the league um, rather than a uh, defensive end that it hasn't really worked for him. He's, he's serviceable, but he's not as good as he could have been. I agree. Yeah, I think myself, I would, um, obviously the left tackle, the uh, defensive tackle, maybe take a defensive tackle like Jack said later on. But um, yeah, defensive end, I think would be good just to really shake up that defence. And I'm sure that Greg Williams, that's would be his number one Christmas present. We should have got Harold Landry last year. Gutting. Gutting. Look forward, mate. Only look forward. No. <laughs> no more Sashi comments. Yeah. We've got a whole week of Sashi, mate. <laughs> um, John, we always finish the show from yourself. What's a, a very, very, very hot take for the Browns this season? Something a bit crazy, something a bit different. I don't really have too many hot takes um, for the rest of the season. Um, well, we're after the bye, so if you want to go next season, sort of the off-season included, we're happy okay. to include the off-season now. All right, thank you. That, that, that makes it a little easier on me. Um, I guess the hottest take I can think of that I have right now, it's an unpopular opinion, but it's that Austin Corbett is going to be a good player still. You know, there's a lot of people very upset that the number 33 pick has not seen the field. Um, you know, our, our interior line has been good this year. Uh, I loved Corbett as a prospect. It might not have been the, the greatest pick in terms of need and um, – you know, and certainly there was other players that I personally would have chosen, but he's a good player. And I think he's going to be a good player for us in the future. So that would probably be my hottest take that when I put that out on Twitter, people have problems with. 
<laughs> I'll, uh, it, it weren't the worst pick in the second round. We also took a running back. So, uh, I, I, Corbett, even though he hasn't played a snap, is still a better pick <laughs> than uh, Nick Chubb, which some people aren't going to like that take. It's coming hotter. <laughs> um, where do you see him slotting in on the interior O-line? I think there's a solid argument for us having at least a top three, if not the best interior O-line in the uh, NFL this year. Um, I think they have been that good. Where does he slot in? Can you see him at centre? Is he going to be a guard? If you had to guess, where do you see him? So one of the things that makes this difficult right now is uh, I don't think Bob Wiley, he's, he's very entertaining, but I don't think he's much of an O-line coach. Uh, you know, we, we have had fantastic passing grades, you know, all year, but uh, they can't seem to run block for, for shit. So uh, I would, I'm not sure how much of that is scheme and coaching versus the players that we have. But as far as Corbett goes, I always thought of him as a center. That's what he played at the Senior Bowl. Um, that's where I thought he projected best to. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if it's not scheme-related and we really don't have great run blockers, uh, having a mauler at center sounds pretty good to me. So uh, that's where it's a lot of it. But um, to defend Wiley a bit, he, um, he's got, a, what, is it a top 10 uh, O-line at the moment, Jack? Yeah, he's got a top 10 O-line, um, but we've also got one of the most expensive O-lines in the entire NFL. Um, and we are spending far too much now on our O-line, and we do need to find cheaper answers because um, it's not sustainable. Uh, you're looking at around 13.5% um, for your nine O-linemen on a roster. Um, you're starting O-line, you want to be getting down to about 10.5% of the NFL salary cap. We're spending nearer... Um, I think it's nearly 20%. It's, uh, it's outrageous. And he's also um, supported uh, uh, Joe Thomas's great success. Joe Thomas's success is down to Joe Thomas. Yeah. That man. Incredible. But Tretter, after this season, there's only 1.5 million on his contract. If they think that um, Corbett can step up and take that role next season, you'd probably get an, an all right pick for him. Um, he's top 10 uh, centre in the NFL. Um, you, you might get a third or fourth. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't mind that as a, a trade if we can get the offer. Um, by all means, move him on this season. You don't have to wait for free agency a year later. If they're happy, Corbett can step up, give him all, pre, uh, give him all pre-season and let him know he's going to be the guy. Jack, I thought it was costing us a lot more money than that. Um, to the move him on, so the dead cap. Um, Right. Isn't he making like seven million or something like that right now? But yeah, it's the dead cap. Um, he's making only... six point seven five million this year and the same amount next year. But if we um, cut him next year, then it's one point five and it's one point five million if we trade him. So if we can get say a third round pick in this upcoming draft um, for moving him on, uh, then go for it. It'd probably be a fourth or a fifth though. But that's I'm happy to take that value um, and bring in a, another young interior line prospect well excellent all right jack john anything else you want to discuss on the show maybe head coaching candidates um i don't know if you wanted to get into that at all i just uh you know it's been yeah, give us give us your top three names uh you think should be uh the brown should be looking at uh, i i love coach flip you know uh, over with the vikings now he was our offensive coordinator two years ago um, I thought he really did uh, a lot with a little as far as what we had personnel-wise. Uh, he's been in the league a long time. Uh, 
quarterbacks have been his specialty, any uh, level of play he's been at. Uh, so I, I think he could do great things with Mayfield. And uh, we've already seen what he's done with Duke Johnson. Uh, had some of his best seasons there, uh, one of his best seasons uh, when he was coaching them. So uh, I love Filippo. Got a lot of NFL experience. Also like um, – uh, excuse me. I also, I'm getting interested by Eric Bieniemy over at Kansas City. You know, they're doing a lot of great stuff. I mean, there were some articles that came out recently that gave you a little bit of a sneak peek into Andy Reid's process, and I loved what I heard. You know, they've got people scouring the NFL and college for great plays uh, to steal and put in their offense. And, you know, it's one of the most prolific offenses that we've seen in a long time. So he's starting to intrigue me. I don't know, you know, how he would do as a head coach. I guess it's the same with Coach Flip. Uh, you never really know uh, until, you know, you give them that spot. It's a different job. You know, OC is one job, head coach is another job. So uh, you're taking a risk either way. Uh, and then my third will, and that's not a rank, but uh, my third of this group is still going to be Lincoln Riley. Um, I love Lincoln Riley. Um, he's already got uh, rapport with uh, Baker. And, uh, you know, he's doing some incredible things that NFL teams are going to in the offseason to go learn from. So, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people are very scared when you talk about bringing somebody in from the college ranks. There hasn't been a lot of success. But I think if there's a time where a guy's going to make that jump and have that success, I mean, you just watch what happened Monday Night Football this week. You know, I mean, uh, if there was a time for him to come, I think it's now. Jack, are you happy with all three of them? That's my list ranked. The only thing I'd change is I'd move um, Riley up one, uh, Riley up to two, and the enemy down to three. Um, but that, that's my list where I stand now. Obviously, that might change. But uh, no, if you had to ask me today, that's the order I'm interviewing in, and uh, I'm going down that list until one says yes. All right, last question for the pod. Uh, would you be happy if Greg Williams is head coach of next season? No. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I think he'd have to win seven games for me to say yes to that question, and I still wouldn't love it. You know, the uh, the thing about it is, if you make an interim coach a head coach, he didn't pick that offensive staff, and and all is well and good when things are going well and you're being successful. It, but everybody's going to run into tough stretches, and what happens if you hit that tough stretch and he's, you know, and it's coming on the offensive side, uh, and he starts to think, you know, that this is why he's failing or whatever. That's where the cracks can form. And I think it's just best for all involved if we start fresh. Yeah, I'd happily keep him as defensive coordinator, even though he's done things that have annoyed me, like not rotating the line and uh, not doing enough to disguise coverage. Um, if you look at the track record um, of just coming over to soccer, caretaker managers that have had a good run and then you keep them, they do bad things. So even as a Chelsea fan, Di Matteo won the Champions League in 2012. I did say at the time, I don't think he's the right manager you keep. Um, and that, that'd be brutal to get rid of someone when they win, win the ultimate prize. But if you're looking at the long term over the short term, just a run of two, three, four, five good games isn't enough. So uh, I wouldn't mind if he stays as defensive coordinator, but that'll be down to the new head coach. All right, guys, look, thank you so much for your time, John. John, where can we find your details? I'm uh, at Jay Cosmo on Twitter. I also write for waitingfornextyear.com. And, and we have the, uh, the podcast with Josh and Mike, which hopefully you'll be on soon. Uh, this Believe Land is Your Land. That's where you can find me. 
we'll get me and Jack on. Uh, Jack can do all the uh, analytical stuff and I can do the uh, bad humour. Sounds great to me. I'll bring you some hot takes. <laughs> They're fresh off the hot, fresh, fresh off the press every day. <laughs> well, Mary Kay's winning the competition at the moment. She called crazily that Hugh Jackson was going to go and join the Bengals and beat us twice. So, hopefully it doesn't come true. I am not scared. <laughs> All right, guys. Look, Bengals on Sunday. Going to smash them up in my stadium, in the Paul Brown Stadium. Come on, the Browns. Let's do this. Change is yeah. here. Go Brownies. Oh, yeah. This change.